Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, welcome back to Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby. And I guess we have Kirby Hocutt on the phone, do we, Brendan? We've got him, the athletic director of Texas Tech. Kirby, thanks for being on this morning. David, good morning. How are you, sir? Doing good. You doing Gary's here, too. Yeah, I'm doing good, too. Hey, Gary. You don't really care, I know. Of course I do. Read that deal that you got before we both forget it. Okay, we're going to do We got a good message from you for you, Kirby. For you. This will be nice. Thank you to Kirby for helping get our family a parking spot for the Carolina Lights so we could take Tracy. He generally, you generally care and are always, and you always step up. That's awesome. Because our buddy Tracy is, uh, talk about a warrior. We're talking about how tough oh Ben Kirkpatrick gosh. is. I think Tracy could whoop Ben Kirkpatrick. So anyway, <laughs> the priest, he's tough. We'll sell tickets. Thank you for doing that. Well, we, we love Tracy and, um, you know, thoughts and prayers are, have continued to be with him and his family and he's just he's a good man we uh attended the same church as, as tracy for some time now and obviously he's at all the texas tech events and games and a great supporter in so yep. many ways big red he's a good one well you've limited us to 10 minutes this morning so we're going to talk really fast and ask lots oh, well, of we questions. got an idea though and see if you're willing to do this yeah let us when you talk to this bowl people Put uh-huh. it. Put us on speaker and let us listen in. We won't say a word. <laughs> we will not. We'll be say really a word. quiet, <laughs> so we can be the get the scoop. Uh, we'll take that recommendation <laughs> under consideration. We'll get the thought to that one for next year. All right. I'm pretty sure you know, but I'm pretty sure you won't tell us. But could you give us three possibilities for a bowl? Um, Rose, sugar, and cotton. <laughs> <laughs> those are those even the, that what they call them now. I don't even know. <laughs> well, you know, um, the, I do believe I've got a pretty good um, indication on you know where we'll find out that we're going tomorrow, and you know the Big Twelve has a very specific selection order that the bowls have discretion to um, select, and and of course it starts with the college football playoff and the New Year Six bowls and. You know, as you look at the standings right now, it appears like, you know, Texas, at, well, I think their number seven in the CFP rankings would be solidified in those New Year's six, regardless of what happens today. And um, Oklahoma State, if they win the Big 12 today, could obviously play their way up into that grouping. But after that, the Alamo makes their decision. And then what's known as the Pop-Tarts Bowl in Orlando has the next <laughs> I don't day. want to go to that one. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> Yeah. Pop Tarts uh, Bowl. Then you find your way to the Texas Bowl has a selection. Then the Liberty Bowl has a selection. Then the Guaranteed Rate Bowl has a selection there in Phoenix. And then the Independence Bowl has the next selection in there in Shreveport, of course. And then after that, you get to the ESPN owned bowls, which are the, the Armed Forces Bowls and the first responders. So, um, you know, we're right there with the, you know, uh, in no particular order. It's us, Kansas, probably Iowa State. Uh, maybe Central Florida that's in that, that group of sol- selectees for probably for the Liberty Guaranteed Rate Independence Bowl, and then somebody will go probably to an ESPN Bowl that could be Fort Worth or Dallas. Okay, well, that'd be convenient. Yeah, it would be. We got great fans there. We do, and, you know, just the the fact that, 
um, yeah, all of them have their advantages. The Independence Bowl obviously is steeped in tradition, and the Guaranteed Rate Bowl in in uh, Phoenix is is a, a big attraction as well. So um, just uh, proud of, of you know it was a challenging football season. It was frustrating, in, in, you know, at some points in, in different ways, but at the same time, the way the young men continue to fight. And, and uh, continued to represent us, I was very proud of, and be excited for the seniors to get to wear the double T one more time. Well, the ones that the ones that aren't going into the portal sound like a couple of our receivers. We're not going to get into that today. Seven home <laughs> games, seven home games. Uh, you want to have seven home games every year. And this, if this were a debate, I could take both sides of this thing. But uh, tell us what you're thinking on the seven seven games a year at home. Well, you know, the transfer portal opens, I forget if it's today or Monday, but nonetheless, I, you're right. And, and that's not off the list that we can talk about. You know, college athletics is changing. We're going to see, seems like more and more athletes in all sports, you know, get in the portal and explore their different options on an annual basis. And we had a graduation banquet this week. We had 30, we have 36 student athletes graduating in December. And, you know, there was a number of them there that had already declared for the transfer portal. And I think we thank them and wish them well and and believe that Texas tech will always have a a special place in their heart and will always be home for them. Even if, you know, they're here for a couple of years and transfer somewhere else. But uh, to answer your question specifically, seven home games, um, you know, we're, we're making a $250 million investment into Jones AT&T stadium. And you want to give, your, your team every incremental advantage that you can and playing at home is is an advantage and so I, I just you know we've always looked at a philosophy of um, you know a rotation between seven home games to six home games but you know I think we're at a point now with the Big 12 with its changing composition with the new members coming in with the investment into our program that uh, the best interest of Texas Tech is having seven home games a year. Now, there are some years where they that may just not be possible, but we're going to do everything within our best uh, efforts to, to try to accomplish that. Okay. I'd, well, it'd be, yeah, everybody would love that, having seven home games. Well, no, not necessarily, because it's not going to be Notre Dame or USC. It's going to be Slippery Rock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we'll have, a re- we'll have a really good one. But, uh, you know, the seventh one's probably not going to be that really good one. So now you're charging everybody that's season ticket holder that extra whatever it's going to be. So mm-hmm. I don't think everybody's excited to, for season ticket prices to go up. So well, not everybody's excited about anything. That's right. There's so 7%. There's 7%. <laughs> they just aren't excited no matter what you do, Kirby. If you let them in free, they'd go, well, we should be paying. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal on the concessions here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm excited about it. I think people, you know, it's just fun to have. It just brings a fire to the city. And, you know, yeah. the band performing and the oh, flyover. And the, it's just fun to be out there. So yeah. no, it is. we do a great job of, of uh, trying to entertain the fans. Texas Tech does. All right. You've been head of the CFP. P. P. Yeah. I put CFO yesterday for Kirby. <laughs> or UFO. <laughs> well, when you think Kirby, you think CFO. Yeah. CFO. You've been yeah. in charge of that. Uh, but anyway, the best – are we – were you all trying to get the best four teams or the four teams that you felt like you needed to pick? Uh, the best four teams you know, based upon, you know, how they performed all season, week in, week out. And, 
you know, the charge is to get the best four teams to to match up. And, you know, that's a, a challenging uh, situation this year, maybe more so than, than other. I think they're, what, two of three one-loss teams that are playing today. And um, so it'll be, it'll be an interesting day to, to watch – it will. Uh, football. And then, of course, next year it goes from four teams to 12 yeah, teams. Which is, and then if you're 13, 14, 15, so hey, just what? hush up. Yeah, I be mean, quiet. Yeah, 12's plenty. If you're five, six, or seven, you probably got a reason to complain. But if you're 13, yeah. 14, 15, just hush up. And, and, and Kirby, I'll tell you what, you mentioned those games today. I, Michigan, I, I can't imagine them getting beaten by Iowa. No. And Washington's in now. But if Alabama beats Georgia and Louisville beats Florida State – this is a mess. I'm telling you, you don't I want to be on the committee. It's going to be hard. Yeah, they, if, if those things happen and Texas beats Oklahoma State, then they will have a very long night trying yeah. to debate which four belong. It will be well, tough. I don't know much, but I know Texas is going to beat Oklahoma State. <laughs> you don't know much? Yeah, I don't know much. But <laughs> you've proven that. that every week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they'll beat Oklahoma State, too. And I think Georgia will probably beat Alabama, but Florida State could lose. Florida yeah. State could lose. Yeah. And, and Oregon already has. And Oregon has. All right. Uh, you going to give me the politically correct answer here? Are you? Are we hoping Texas gets in? Because I can't get there. I mentally can't get <laughs> I don't there. care how much money they give us. I don't care how much. Uh, I don't know if they're going to pay off I that south them. end or not. It's just not enough. Well, yeah, there's no Red Raider that – wants to see that happen right so, okay yeah, right. all right that's the easiest question I've asked all day. <laughs> okay well that brings us to your mark's comments at the first oh. year boy they they really blew that up on big the time but i look at it this way crap if if some guy's comments somewhere make somebody play harder well they ought to play harder anyway yeah but they don't sometimes you just you know it's just amazing how teams you know all they got to do is win this game and they don't get up for it for some yeah, reason, but hard. you, you know, saw you Washington get games. up last night. They were fired up because they had been shamed by the point spread, and the they'd already beaten them. But once. Oregon was fired up too. It was a good football game. Yeah, and the darndest thing about a good football game is somebody's got to lose. Yep, yep. And the team that would that had the motivation won. Now here's where I think your Mark's comments might have come in is with 26 seconds left, and Texas felt the need to score again. Yeah, I think that might have been thumbing their nose. Sort of at the commission, but I know you can't say anything. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it's it's college sports, right? I, that's why we love it. That's why we talk about it every you know every Saturday morning, and it's it's exciting and it, it's fun, right? You know, I I bet if Commissioner Yormark was here for the kickoff luncheon, knowing how it played out, he probably says the same thing. And, <laughs> well, everybody <laughs> cheered. Yeah. The Red Raiders were going crazy over it. <laughs> so it, it was fun, and you know, I mean, obviously Texas. They uh, they were pretty good. They, they beat us that night. So you just tip your hat, and and we'll we'll continue to build and move forward. Yep. yep. Seems like uh, Coach McGuire and Coach Sarkeesian are pretty good buddies. I, you know, we probably need to talk to him about that. <laughs> well, everybody likes Joey, right? They I mean, do. I mean, they all do. You're right. Football. Well, yeah, everybody. There's some bloggers and stuff that aren't a hundred percent on board. Those people. That's that's how you know you got that's the right that seven percent. Now, what time do you need to go right now, Kirby, to get on that phone call? Yeah, I do, guys. All right. We want to I, put, I appreciate you guys. Hey, do this. As soon as you hang up, call back and let us know where we're going. <laughs> All right. You guys got it. I appreciate you. All, All right, Kirby. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Kirby Hocutt. He's a good one. He really is.
We didn't even he's get to good. talk about it. Well, I hated you, to bring that up about No, that. I'm glad you did. I wanted to ask him that about your mark. Yeah. Because it, uh, you know, Texas played it up big time. They really did. They're chanting SEC after the game. And, you know, bunch, that's just who they are. Of course, we might have done the same thing if we, we reversed. I don't think oh, we heck would. yeah. You think we would? We'd have yelled SEC? If Texas was down there, we would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We might have used some different, I wish we'd have different beat them. initials. I wish we'd have beat them. Then we could have yelled SEC back at them. <laughs> get out of yeah. here. I didn't, he, we didn't even get to talk about the McNamara was <clears throat> first team all Big 12. Yeah. And uh, so was. Uh, I tell you what, he barely, I bet, beat out BYU's punter. Yeah, he was good too. Yeah. Taj Brooks, uh, running back, first team all Big 12, as well he should you know, be. It might be hard to recruit a punter to tech no more than we punt. Yeah. You know? You might want to go We've to had Iowa. Good punters, though. If you're a punter, you need to go to Iowa. Yeah, where they punt a lot. Well, I, bet, like, I bet they punted more in two games than we punted. Punted. Yeah. Punted in eight. My experience with pun- punting a lot is you don't normally win. No. <laughs> I told him at the high school lunch one day. I said, Coach, I don't know a lot, but it looks like to me y'all are punting too much. <laughs> y'all need to quit punting so much. Uh, and Ben Roberts was a redshirt freshman linebacker, and he was Big 12 Defensive Freshman of the Year. That's pretty good, Ben Roberts. Way to go. And then uh, Dadrian Taylor-Demerson, defensive back, second team all Big 12. Oh, I wish we'd, I wished I'd have read this. I apologize to the texter here because this would have been a good one for Kirby. It says, Kirby, the texter saying this, I'm all in favor of seven home games, but not at the expense of diluting the quality of teams you bring in. Getting Colorado State off the schedule is a mistake. Are you scared to play them? We get we took Colorado State off. We're thinking about it. Oh man, that's I don't Joe know if Parker. We've done it yet. I love it. But that. we're trying to get seven home games. So the year I guess we were gonna go up there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, we need to keep Colorado State. Yeah. Plus it's in Fort Collins and Rachel and <laughs> That's where my daughter lives. I know. <laughs> what are they thinking? <laughs> Yeah, that would have worked. Rachel and Jordan would be. Yeah, and there's a. They got some Red Raider friends up there. There's not just them. There's others. Well, there's there's more involved in that decision than just Rachel. Rachel and her friends. <laughs> well, they need to at least talk to them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or apologize. <laughs> yeah, call drop them. them a little note of apology. I, that'd be a, that's a good matchup. I mean, it's you know they're not great. Speaking but. of good matchups, I think last night was the best matchup of the of these big bowl or big well, that was uh, a good playoffs. Game. That was a really good but game. But you know what Georgia Alabama might be. It could be. I cannot see Iowa Michigan being a no. good game. Fact, now, if it, you like punting, if you like be hard punting, to watch. <laughs> that might be the game for you. What's well, over and under on that game? 35 something like that. Damn. It's like something weird. No, it's more yeah, than no, that. No, it's 35. You nailed it. Because the uh Last week, they had 25. That was the lowest ever. Oh, oh you think you're telling me something? I bet on over. I bet on over last and they week. Had over 20, 25. And they had 23, didn't they? When they, they had 23. <laughs> How can you lose over and under when the over and under is 25? I know it. And, well, the, and the fellow I talked to about it goes, that's eight points lower than I've ever seen in 35 yeah. years of doing this. Well, and this, So but, I don't think it's going to be a riveting. Not everybody lost. The bookies won. That game. <laughs> they the, all won big. The Michigan Iowa game would be a good game yeah. to walk, to put up your Christmas lights, your Christmas tree, your you there know, you go. Play with the kids, the dogs, the grandkids. Yeah, just have it on in the background. Yeah, just glance up every now and then and say, "Oh, look, another punt." Now, what's going to happen today if Iowa beats Michigan? <laughs> that'll, uh, that'll sure make a mess too. 
And what would you do? Because uh, I was not going. I guarantee you they are counting the moments for next year to come to yeah. where you get the top 12. But I'll tell you, I was going to ask Kirby this, but we didn't have time, is I really think going to 12 teams makes these games today almost, you know, they're important because you want to win the conference, but they're you're still going to go. Yeah, Every one of these teams that's in the hunt would next year, win or lose, would be going. But you got to get you got to win to get the national championship. I'm more of an eight team guy. I think eight would be 12. fine with me. Eight would be fine. And don't get me wrong, twelve's fine. I mean, I'm fine with twelve. I guess four teams get a buy. You think they're going to get to sixty four? <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, everybody's in the tournament. I want to say no. Everybody. Okay, no. we've got a little time, so we'll do. We got thirty seconds. Well, no, I mean before Kurt gets here, we'll do a little hodgepodge of stuff. We'll talk about the Tech Butler game. Yep. Did you watch it? Yep. No, I was out at Friendship because I've got the Gene Master Classic. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, Leftwich Chapman Flooring America. That's Larry Leftwich and Joe Chapman. They ought to be your flooring company. Let me tell you, residential, commercial, in Lubbock, around Lubbock, they can help you. You'll love working with these people because they will make sure that you're happy and taken care of. And that's what you're looking for. They've got great installers, great store uh, at 45, 50th Street. Go inside. You're going to be impressed with what you see. They can help you put it all together. And uh, they would love to do that at Leftwich Chapman. Also, Senior Benefit Solutions of West Texas. We already did a live spot for them. We sure did. And Let's do another one. They, they, you need to go. The, the Medicare, the open window is through December the, to December the 7th. So you need to get in there if you're going to get your Medicare coverage changed. And you say, well, do I need my Medicare ch- coverage changed? Well, they'll tell you. that Because you don't know, more than likely. And they yeah. can give you great uh, knowledge and expertise on uh, how to do that and how to make it happen. That's exactly right, Dave. All right, Kurt Langford's here. Come on over here, Kurt, and sit down. Hey. What's up, guys? We're just Good living to see the you. dream. To answer Chuck's questions. I know. How you doing? Good, buddy. Good to see you. Appreciate the invite. Okay, listen to this. This is it. <laughs> yeah, singing about Pluto. Yeah. By Pluto the dog or the... No, Pluto the planet. The planet. Because Pluto's not a planet, so it's like poor Pluto song. Oh, it's a poor well, Pluto. What are we doing? I thought they were reinstated. Oh, you want, what do you want? The remote? Oh, the microphone. The microphone. Yeah, microphones underneath the I like Mercy. You was hot. I like the ring. I can't. I don't know what's down here. you see it? Yeah. There it is. That one you just heard was Olivia... You have to hold that one real close. Is that better? Yeah, let me see. That's nasty. <laughs> I want you to get hair in your mouth. <laughs> there you go. That's really good. Andy Wimmers. That's really good, Andy. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I have to Google that. <laughs> yeah. It's no, good to see you on You can only hear you here. Well, you're not ever here, are you? You're always out traveling around. Oh, that's a myth. I'm out a lot, but... Hey, were you up I still in New pay York? Taxes here. Did you go to New York? I did. Okay. How fun was that? Yeah, it was great. Did Jim no. go? He did not. Did you? No, did he you? Did not. We had a group. We we chartered a, a plane, and I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to fill it, but sure enough, we did. We had 150 people on a 737, and 
I was worried about keeping up. Well, does that the include the band? Or is this no, no, just... no. This is totally separate. It was an alumni charter to kind of help support the whole effort. Okay. And what did and that I was complaining run? about that and everything involved in chartering a plane. I was talking to President Skuvenick, and he told me what was involved in chartering a 747 and the whole official Ooh. part. And I said, okay, I'm going to quit complaining. I mean, this isn't so bad. But right, did... We had a good group. And, uh, I went there were lots there, of Red Raiders up there. You know, and, and I was at the RHA banquet last night with Lawrence and I said, you know, it wasn't until we all came together at Times Square that we all got a feel for exactly how many were there, and it was moving. I, you know, I heard it I don't was. know if, if you're familiar with Times Square. You know that red staircase? That I've been there. It's kind of an elevated staircase that kind of overlooks that people sit, and you can watch all the billboards and everything. That wasn't originally the plan to even have that. And our barricades, we had to keep moving the barricades out, partly just to get the whole band into the inside area. But the, just the throngs of Red Raiders that just kept coming. Isn't that amazing? New York police, you know, they blocked the traffic. And they finally just went ahead and just overflowed us into that massive red staircase. And they had an elevated view. And uh, I could tell, and I was telling Lawrence last night, when he got up to the mic, he just kind of stepped back. And he's like, I think his words were, you know, Red Raider Nation, you all amaze me. But it was well over. A you thousand. call him Lawrence. Gary and I call him Larry. I'm sorry. He really likes Larry? to be Larry. Oh, I hadn't tried that. Uh, we call him Mr. Skuvenick, sir. Mr. Skuvenick, yes. sir, president. <laughs> oh, we don't call him. No, he doesn't like Larry. Well, I'm just, you know, I think so much of him and, I do and too. what he's he done for this university. And what a great. I brought us through COVID. So and great. Leadership, the highest enrollment ever in leadership. And he is so student centric. And that's and what's students special love about him. him. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. just yeah. awesome. Yeah, he, and he, for him to sign a three-year extension, I, I was really kind of worried, you know. Oh, he did? After COVID. I didn't know that. Didn't after either. COVID, you know, there was a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of unplanned challenges through that. And then the centennial, you know, you kind of think, well, after the centennial, he'll probably hang it up. But, yeah. you no, know, earlier this fall, he did a three-year extension. Okay. And that's a reflection of how much he believes and loves what he does. Yeah. And we it's have just talked a good to him fit. about his extension on this show before. Yeah. Okay, well. He's good. He's good for he's the He's got universe. good hair like you. <laughs> no, I, nobody has hair like Lawrence, uh-huh. let me tell you. No, he got good hair. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Yeah. David and I appreciate good hair. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. But anyway, we're, but New York, we're thankful it was, for It him. was fabulous, and uh, it was great to see so many alumni. You know, a lot of them catching the trains from D.C. and Philadelphia. A lot of them that live up in the Northeast area, they were there. But then a whole lot just traveled from We had uh, Joel Pagan and and Eric Allen on last week. Wonderful guys. They did a great job. You know, there are a couple of Florida State grads. People don't necessarily know that. Yeah, we talked about it. And the alumni director at Florida State's a good friend of mine. So I took their picture and sent it to them. And I said, look, they graduated there, but they're one of us. They're Red Raiders now. She didn't know that. And uh, she was watching the parade. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of cool. She didn't she, know that they were. The she didn't directors. know that they were Florida State grads. Oh, so I kind of enlightened her yeah. on that. But that's cool to make sure that she knew that they're one of us now. Are so. we sure they graduated? <laughs> I didn't get into. Their, we knew they went there. Didn't yeah. get into their GPA or anything <laughs> like that. Okay, <laughs> we think they graduated. But Joel and Eric, I know Joel better. I'm getting acquainted with Eric, but you know, and what's neat is you know they're practicing out there on that lot right by the alumni center. Yeah. So we get to hear them. Occasionally, uh, I'll walk over there and take some video share it with alumni and yeah and he's been very very supportive they'll have a pet band at a ring ceremony tomorrow and uh how many how many kids come to the ring ceremony oh my gosh well i think we're going to give 891 rings tomorrow good grief and uh you can't you count all the family members and friends and everything we'll have we'll have three four thousand people in the Balfour is the ring yes, we get them yes. from as you used to work with them didn't uh, you? yeah kind of i know a guy there yeah, yeah. you know a guy <laughs> a guy that knows a guy and we got that, that was real... supposed to be a three-year gig and it turned into 18 years and that awesome yeah it was wonderful well, that big ring we've got outside the market mm-hmm. 
That's that you were two tons of tradition. We call two it. two tons of tradition. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's, and you know everybody talks about you know Will Rogers, you know, and the horse soap suds and the positioning on campus and how that came about, and the direction of the horses rear and everything. But mm-hmm. people, a lot of people don't know, but that double T on that ring statue is facing in the exact same alignment. So we don't say a whole lot, but that double T is that's facing like, not UT but A and M, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. They need to get over themselves a little bit. And the rear of the horse on Will Rogers is facing them. That's correct. That's correct. That's what what they had to do that to make the downtown folks happy. Was that just happenstance or was that a plan? (laughs) Well, as as I understand it, the story's told. There was somebody in all his brilliance there at the day when the downtown folks were kind of complaining at the horse's rear. Because, you know, that statue's called Riding into the Sunset. So he's riding due west, which means the horse's rear is due east, Broadway Avenue. So a lot of the Broadway, you know, the downtown merchants didn't like it. Somebody suggested, hey, rotate that thing 23 degrees. It'll be pointing at A&M. And everybody was in agreement. Everybody was for that. Everybody was in agreement. <laughs> so, that, so that horse is sort of riding into the sunset. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Towards the sunset. That's good. Sorry, I didn't know that's where we're going to go today on this. Uh, hey, we'll go. Well, you never <laughs> you know. know. You should have known. Know. What are you thinking? Yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. Where do you want a, us to go? Where, where would you like to, this. Us to go? Carol of Lights, ah, yes. Holy yeah. cow. The cat tonight, the Carol of Lights. You know, this thing started in 59. I mean, let me tell you, last night at the RHA Banquet Residence Hall Association, you know, this is a student-led tradition ever since it began. That's great. And it was really neat. And they had a video from Connie King. I don't know if you know Connie King or not. She worked at Good name. Printech for a long time. And, and uh, she was at that very first Carol of Lights, and she was kind of able to share with the group through a video vignette of what it was like and kind of how it came about and how it grew. And, of course, we all know the great Bill Dean flipped the first switch, you know, yeah. the first time. So the great that. Bill Dean. <laughs> that's exactly And right. uh, I think it's just so neat to see all the students putting on this banquet. And every year it's a new group of leadership and yeah. um, continuing this tradition, which better. I think is one of the more unique traditions that you'll see on any college campus. It's pretty cool now. What it's y'all gotten better doing. because they, oh my they gosh. got a bigger budget with, with the Centennial. And the, yeah. <laughs> Are we going to have drones? I understand 400 drones. Drones are hopefully the wind, popular. Hopefully the wind won't be too bad. Ooh. Where they can fly around and make different things yeah. in there. And there's some the things, sky. you know, the fireworks and Cirque du Soleil. It was kind of funny last night. Lawrence was having a hard time. How do you say it? Circus du Soleil? Cirque du Soleil. I said Cirque du Soleil, you know. And, and I'm not sure how that's going to be worked into the program. And, and Lost Wax is a mashup band from Kansas City that's pretty popular. And the fireworks, lost you know, a lot wax. of the lost wax, yeah. So, what does that mean? Well, to me, in the ring business, we we referred to the lost wax method. That's how they would. You know, oh, that was a factory term, but apparently, it's a popular band. So we'll experience that. But it's a mashup band, and apparently, they do a wonderful job of incorporating a lot of songs from different generations. So they're going to. Oh, I like They're going to be touching a lot All of right. different mashup groups. band for those. Yeah. Some of our listeners aren't <laughs> quite as astute as us. Tell them what mashup, mashup, mashup band means. Well, I guess just uh, you know maybe it's a modern day word for medley, <laughs> creating okay. a medley and yeah. kind of incorporating a lot of different sounds and genres together in one tune, and uh, that's from my understanding. I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily go and follow mashup bands myself. I don't either. Uh, that's I, that's the talking points that I've got on. I don't know what it that was. reminds me of an album they used to sell. It was all these great songs. They were great yeah. songs by the original artists. And then you'd get the album, and the name of the band was the original artist <laughs> the original, singing the deal. So, found so, the original Well, artist. if you remember a year ago, of course, it was the Mains Brothers, and you can't beat that. I mean, yeah, they're they're so awesome. guys, and that was very, very special. But this will be a little different, and uh, there's going to be some elements now from Carol of Lights. I was talking to Blaine Beal about this, and, and who's done a wonderful job leading our centennial he's, yeah, effort. He's the centennial committee has been yeah. great. I'm proud of him because – 
he was in student alumni board back in the day when I was the advisor of student alumni board. So I keep reminding him, hey, I knew you back when. Yeah, yeah he's always been an overachiever. You've been nothing without me. <laughs> but this, uh, I told him, I, there's several elements that they've done to enhance Carol of Lights. And I said, I suspect they'll continue this. You know, like a lot of the red uplighting on yeah. the columns yeah. and the arches throughout campus. I suspect that'll be a mainstay. Really All right. good. All right. So I'm waffling. I'm, uh, if I go. Where if. do I park? Okay. And how long is it going to take me to get over to the deal? Because there's lots of people in my age group that would like to go. Sure. Sure. There's people older than and me. And you got good weather. Yeah. Like to go. You don't have weather as an excuse not to. Uh, look, parking, I, you know, the best option, it couldn't be more convenient, right there in front of the pavilion. Right in front of the pavilion. And part of that is because we're going to have our pre-lighting festival at the pavilion. That begins at 3.30. And uh, so all that team leading up, we've got uh, Cookies with Santa event there. We're going to have Santa and you know, a lot of the folks that want to bring their kids. So there's a lot of at the preliminary stuff about. at the Frazier Alumni Pavilion. And uh, we're actually hosting a former board reunion there and a student alumni board reunion. We're going to have several things going on in the pavilion, but we're really encouraging people to bring their kiddos. Uh, we have our legacy club and the legacy kids. They're obviously, they got direct invitations, but it's open to all. And hot chocolate, a lot of hors d'oeuvres, a lot of stuff there. And you could park conveniently to the pavilion. You station there, and then when you're ready, you can walk from there uh, towards the engineering key. And the reason why this is a great route to take is, is you're walking through the engineering key to Memorial Circle or into the science quad if you mm -hmm. want to get that far. But after you see the flip of the switch and the lights are on and after that aha moment, mm -hmm. you'll be able to walk back through the key with the lights. With all the lights. And is there, just, is there just a one switch? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be because how would you get them if all on the same time? If it's time? one, it's bound to be a big old break. I mean, yeah, you have to because you get them all come on at once. Well, if if there's more than one, they're all doing it in sync. Yeah, because yeah, it's not like this building, this building, this building. It's boom, yeah. they're all on. It's so cool. And it's the a pavilion great tradition. is what I would suggest. And if if you'd rather be on the other corner of campus, the Market Alumni Center, McKenzie Market, is an ideal place as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have anything going on at the center. It's all at the pavilion. But the nice thing about by the alumni center is it's going to it's easy out too because you mm. can get, just turn it nineteen. That's important. You can get out. Yeah. And and something if I can share some, uh, something that I'm personally proud of and very excited about is the alumni center, a home away from home. Uh -huh. This year, for the first time, is going to be fully lit as part of Carol of Lights. We've done this in three stages over the last three years and. A few weeks ago, the grounds crew, Rich Cartwright, and uh, the facilities group has been very, very helpful in helping to make this happen. But they had their ladders and a bucket truck, and the second floor of the original home now, mm -hmm. with the arched windows are yep. all trimmed in, in the lights. So I'm looking forward to seeing it tonight. I wonder how many lights there are. Okay, on campus, about 25,000. Gosh. And that's, what, that's one of the reasons that inspired mm. me to want to get our building lit, because I'm thinking about members of the association. Mm -hmm. And at the time, we had about 25, a little over 25,000 members. And, and uh, you think about that. You know, when you put up Christmas lights, the last thing you want is to have a bulb that's out. Yeah. You know, you have to replace a bulb. When that's, I look at that, I think about Well, the old days, remember one bulb would go out and the whole, whole thing would yeah, go out. Yeah, the whole deal yeah. was yeah. down. Yeah, but as membership goes, that made me think of those loyal members that, that maintain their membership every year mm -hmm. and how grateful we are for them. And uh, so that's why we kind of tied a parallel with the lights to um, alumni association membership. And because uh, you don't, 
you know, you don't want to have to replace the bulbs. And I had some thoughts for our marketing campaign. We're doing that in our year end right now, brighten our future. And it's all kind of tied. Uh, to that's a good, and that tradition that is so, you know, brighten our future into the next century. Yeah. Now I wanted, I wanted to do get lit for tech, but the marketing tech, they, they wouldn't get lit, for tech. get lit for tech. <laughs> Some of them already started. Uh, or, don't, or don't or don't be a dimwit yeah know, don't be like a dimwit all right how many how many members do y'all have we're sitting uh, about twenty eight thousand five hundred. okay yeah, so we're pushing thirty thousand i'm surprised there's not more than twenty five thousand lights i mean that's a lot of lights it is a lot but you think but that's a more. lot of campus i yeah. need to add the bulbs that are on the alumni center now i need to go and count how many bulbs because yeah why do you do that get back to us <laughs> so you're trying to get a, a bulb for every member well you know it's getting close Symbolic you can just say that, yeah. Kirk. Nobody will know. No, I know. Nobody's going to count them. You know, all marketers are liars, right? That's it's a free event. All yes. marketers but are liars. But it is, it is clear, clear bag policy. <laughs> yes. You can't. I don't know who's enforcing that. but Well, it's an outdoor I event. Do, it's I, a clear bag policy. I understand it. It'll be gated. There'll be somebody, you know, all entries into the core campus. You'll have to go through a oh, area. It's, and it's gonna, you're going to be checking make sure. And, I, and I'm glad for security reasons they need to be doing What a world we're living in. But we are, so. But, uh it's um it's a it's a fascinating fabulous tradition it really is i think to a great extent we probably take for granted you know and thanks to the students every year for you know i had i had an alum come in yesterday we had him come in or he just came in on his own and he graduated in 1967 guy by the name of alan harrison he's originally from memphis texas Mm -hmm. and he lives in louisville and he just came back had his tech cap on just kind of roaming around campus he hadn't been back in a long time so yeah. he's taking it all. I bet time. he was impressed. And he came to the alumni center, his home away from home. And I got to meet him. He came yeah. to the office. We visited. Took him out on the front porch. Took a picture. If you follow me on social, you saw it. But he came back because he wanted to experience Carol of Lights again. The last Carol of Lights he was at was his senior year in 1967. Oh my God! I told him I said I was one year old. You know, you're gonna be impressed. Yeah. And he, he's 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 a kid in a candy store. He can't wait. Yeah. And it was always cool to watch them oh, flip yeah. the switch, but oh, yeah. what they're doing today, it's a whole above production. and beyond. The whole yeah. production. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, McGavick, Nissan, and Infinity of Lubbock. That's Brent McGavick and uh, big-time supporters of the Lubbock and Tech and family-owned and operated by the McGavick family, Brent and Steve, his dad, and they built an unbelievable company. They're really one of the top, uh, maybe the top Nissan truck dealer in the entire country. And, they, and, and their whole uh, Nissan dealership is one of the top ones in the nation. That's how good they are. It's located on Milwaukee and Spur 327 is where the Nissan deal is. And then right there on Spur 327 facing uh Spur you could three, walk between the you two. You could. Is the Infinity dealership. And that's McGavick Nissan and Infinity of Lubbock. All right. Ben Kirkpatrick is here. Post bowl goal antelope. Did Brandon goes. tell you he's a post goal? I, I know him. Oh, yeah. you do? Yeah. No, yeah. I know he Y'all came where he comes from. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Y'all are both lineback- post, post linebackers. Did mm-hmm. you know that? That's right. Yeah. Probably two of the best. Two peas in a pod. He said he's a little better than you, but. He, he was. I know he was. <laughs> 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 but he, he learned from you. He might have thought it, but he didn't say it. <laughs> no, he wouldn't say it. But is this, never is this picture up on the wall it. at Holly's? Drive it. Is is your picture on the wall at Holly's? <laughs> I hope not. I thought it was just Holly people in. I thought it was just a Holly family no, in there. A, I'm honorary Holly. Are you are you on the wall in Holly's? <laughs> my sophomore year. We eat in there, there all the way. Uh, all how, the time. how many people, times have you eaten at Holly's? Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, it's, it's the place. Every every day of the week, my 
seventh grade, eighth grade year, probably. Every day. school, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, then, uh, you're a high school student in post. Did you take your dates to Holly's? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we see, back in those days, we never even had a pizza hut. It was Holly's or also. All right, well, give us a typical <laughs> typical Friday night for Ben Kirkpatrick in Post, Texas. You call up Thelma Lou. <laughs> Thelma Lou was her name. Huh? <laughs> Thelma, was it? Thelma Lou. Who's <laughs> when she wasn't going out with Barney. Yeah. So what would a typical... Oh. Typical date in Post is we drove up to and Lubbock. down Main Street oh, okay. in circles. <laughs> All right. Now, were there was there a, a, a fight every Friday night or, or hardly much. ever? <laughs> yeah. Was there? Just depends uh, on a lot of times. Because you're driving around and you just look at somebody wrong. A, <laughs> if there was an out-of-towner in town, there was a fight. Okay. Because we tried to run him out. He's quick. in there after he's, Thelma Lou, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everybody wants Thelma Lou. <laughs> That's right. Thelma Lou. All yeah. right. Now, did you marry a post girl? No, sir. I married a big city girl from Arlington, Texas. Oh, you did there, big city. Yeah. She came out here. She came out here to Tech, and thought she was going to move back to the big city, and then here she is. What does here she, she hold it against hung, you? Or I hung she... my last name on her, and now she's stuck in love. <laughs> All right, is she glad of that? Or does she, she is. Okay. She doesn't like going back to the big. She's a fireball too. She is always has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, tell it. Tell everybody because they're thinking thinking you're you got a drinking habit here. Tell everybody <laughs> why you're. You'll see Ben. Drinking a lot, and it's because of what, Ben? Well, I had a, a, a little battle with uh, cancer a couple of years ago. Yeah. and uh, An admirable foe. And Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And after um, chemo and radiation, I did uh, uh, three, three rounds of chemo and then 33 rounds of radiation on my throat and neck area. Um, mm. My uh, saliva glands never came back. So um, I have to keep a lot of water with me everywhere I go. And um, Could you do a transplant of saliva glands? Boy, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thankful because the, those are the side effects, and one of them is losing your um, taste. You're very lucky. And I've, I'm very, very, very blessed. blessed. Yeah, um, I I've agree. got some friends that still can't taste anything. Yeah. So, uh, but I you remember, got that back. I did get that back. Good. Or some of them, their taste like they used to enjoy a glass of wine, and then it, now it's like vinegar. You right, know, it's just not right. Right. But you got so, yeah, that back. I got that back. I just don't have my saliva glands, but you know what? That's better than looking at the oh. inside of a pine box. I guarantee oh, yeah. it is. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, and you're looking good. Don't take thank that you. wrong, but you're you're looking well, good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so. No need. I think my wife enjoys it because when I dry out and I can't talk, she hides my water from me. <laughs> That'll shut him up. That'll shut him up. Hide his water. Hey, right. I guarantee the problem at your house isn't you talking too much. <laughs> no. Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> I think you just told her. Yeah, I think you probably told her. I, she knows I love She's awesome. She really is. And uh, full of power and full of energy. Mm-hmm. She really is. All right, so you had that surgery, you, you had the radiation and chemo, and which uh, is tougher, radiation or chemo? The chemo, really? Uh, the, the radiation I never really felt. Um, you know, they they build a mask and strap you on oh. the table, and the machine goes around you. Can can they uh, can they put you under? Can they knock <laughs> you completely out? No. Unfortunately, See, I'm just, I'm just gonna, literally, I'm just going to have to die. Yeah, because yeah. I could not. You could not do it. Claustrophobia will kill yeah. you. Could not possibly do that. But that that was that was only about seven to ten minutes every day. Um, it was just. And you probably got to, used to it. Well, finally, yeah. 
Could you get like liquored up and go do it? I, <laughs> no. I don't think there's a chance in the world I could do that. No. A lot of people do have to take some form of anxiety drug to lay well, down yeah. there um, because it, it's a it's a mold that fits to your face, uh, you know, according to your body. And they strap you down every time. They don't want your head moving because they got to be precise. No, no, that's precise. Right. Can you move your arms and stuff? You can move your arms. Okay, because mm-hmm. that's when I feel like that, you know, you but, can get loose. But the chemo is is the hardest part. You know, it's it's a it's it it just makes you feel like. I told my wife one time, I said, you know, I, inside of my body feels like an ashtray. Just mm. yeah, nasty. Yeah. You know, but. And, and and you've gotten over that. Gotten over that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure so, have. So sure have. Getting, and been able to. Getting better every day. And been truly blessed. And, and people that reached out to me while I was going through it, that had already been through it. And now I'm able to reach out to people that are going through what I went through. Yeah. I really feel like the Lord has has allowed me to do that, even though I never expected that that's what I would be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you you find out who your real friends are, you know, and yeah. you, you find out through people's texts and letters and people that take time. Um, so I want to pay that forward, and because people showed me how a true friend. Well, that's an acts. encouragement to people listening you know, today. If right. you got, and most everybody has somebody that's sure. battling this kind of stuff. Sure. Well, a lot them. of people don't know what to say, you know. Right, right. That's real. And I never did. Tell either. them you're just praying for. I them. never did either. And I was one of those um, word of mouth. Oh, I'll pray for you, and then I'd never think about it again. You didn't yeah. pray for him until it. No, <laughs> I was too busy. Too busy doing <laughs> well, something did, else. Did you look him straight in the eye and lie to him? Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Did. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Here's the well, deal, but, You got to do it right until, that second. Until that bomb hits that close to home. Yeah. You've not walked in those shoes. Yeah. And once you've walked in those shoes, when I tell you now I'm going to pray for you, you're going to pray for you, them. Your phone's going to blow up with text because I'm praying for you. That's good. And I mean it because people poured into me first to show me well, how to do it. Yeah. I didn't good. know how to that's do good. it. That's good. And now I know how to do it. And well, what would you say? What would you tell people if you're going to pray for somebody or contact them or do a random act of kindness? What would you recommend for people? Because I think Gary's right. I think a lot of people don't know what to say or they're nervous about saying anything. Right. I would I would say like Spike used to say, take the bull by the horns, and don't don't ask how you can help. Just help. Just help. Just help. Some of the some of the neatest gestures we got. I know my wife got. Would people would just show up at our door with food, even though I couldn't eat it. Yeah. Because my throat was raw. Yeah. She could, and the boys could. Rather than hey, wh- what do y'all want? You know, th- no, just just take the just bull by do the horns. Just do something. And I learned that, and I learned also. People are like, hey, if you need anything, call me. Yeah. I'm going through chemo. I feel like I've been run over by a Mack truck. You want me to not, pick up the phone and call you? Yeah. Not going to do it. Right. I know. And it. so That's that, a good taught word. Me, that taught me. I was the same way. Hey, Gary, if you need anything, give me a call. <laughs> Baloney. Yeah. Because you know you ain't called. Can I, where's your trash? I'm going to take it out for you. Something like that goes yeah. a lot. Got to mow your yard for but you. I 8506 Oxford. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll be right there. Okay, but I had I'm to learn. You can follow me when we leave. <laughs> you know, I, I had to learn all that through this experience, yeah. and so I think it's taught me to, you know, reach out. Well, now you're helping people that have that have, don't have to go through this experience, and they're learning from your experience. Right. Exactly. And that's that's the essence of coaching and and playing sports. Correct. You learn mm-hmm. by watching, and and you're teaching them right now. The thing is, we got to put it to action. Mm-hmm. And I like what you're saying. And how long could you not eat, and how much weight did you lose? 
50 some odd pounds. I started in the 220s and I got down to 173 pounds. What are you now, 200? I'm about 205. Yeah, 205. Okay, that's probably about where you need to be. About where I need to be. Okay. I need to be able to outrun people now instead of standing. <laughs> I, I lost a lot of weight too, and they say, "Hey, what are you doing to lose weight?" Well, it's it's, it's, the, it's the chemo diet. Yeah, it's the chemo. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't suggest it. But you don't yeah. want to eat, do you? Right, right. And the radiation just burns you. Oh you? yeah, just inside of your throat. It was like having a tonsillectomy for about ten weeks. Oh, uh, twelve. A weeks. lot of chocolate shakes and. Oh no! The what the, do you what do you n- nothing? Hydrocodone and water. Did they give you about IVs it. to feed you, or what? Did, how'd you? No, they, my next step was if I lost, if I got below 170, they were going to put a feeding tube in. Oh, but I didn't have to do that. Okay, yeah, that's good. Because um, they like they like stick it in. They stick it right in your stomach. And yeah, then, yeah. But uh, my wife would buy these protein shakes that had super amounts of calories in them. Yeah. <laughs> and when she wasn't looking, I'd pour them down the sink. Look, yeah. honey, I finished. Yeah, because it, it hurt too bad. It hurt. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I've I've got a friend. Um, he was clever, you know, because they weighed you every every Friday or Monday or whatever day it was. I can't remember. Yeah. But they would weigh you, and if you lost so much weight, they'd put the feeding tube in you. And you meet a lot of people that are ahead of you with their ver- uh, venture. Yeah, their path. Same, same type of cancer, because you see them every day. Yeah. He does radiation right before I do radiation. You probably saw that, too. So I met this gentleman. I'm not going to say his name. He he lives here in town. <laughs> yeah. I caught him in the gym, and I said, "What did you? How did you? How did you keep from getting a feeding tube?" I said, "I'm this close." He said, "Don't you tell my wife." He said, "But I'd go to academy, and I'd buy those ankle weights. <laughs> and one day I bought two pound ankle weights. Next week I bought another set. They're like." In the last two weeks, you've gained five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so he never had a feeding. They were really proud of him. <laughs> he told me that after the fact. I thought, man, if I'd have been that smart, my wife would have. She was on me about eating, you know, because yeah. I was getting skinny. And, yeah. But it just hurt too bad. It's it's miserable. It's true. Well, you're not hard. unbelievably tall. Were you six foot? No, I'm 5'11". 5'11", 175 is not. <laughs> That's probably what they recommend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what they it. recommend is you blow away in right. the windstorm. Yeah, but, you know, probably needed to weigh that, but <laughs> it, it just didn't fit my it's build. It didn't sound right, did <laughs> it? It didn't fit my build or my, <laughs> or my personality. Or my jeans or anything else. <laughs> well, a lot of people remember you, you were Class 3 at All South Plains <clears throat> Player of the Year in 1987 at Post. Player of the Year in Post? No, in <laughs> Class 3A, <laughs> All South Plains. There's like a two other schools in that group. Yeah. Oh. No. and Slayton. <laughs> There's a bunch. What about Idaloo? Yeah. Idaloo was in there. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Tracy Tracy Saul. Did you ever beat Idaloo when you I were beat, I never lost Idaloo. No, and I come Tracy on. Tracy Saul needs to he needs to fess up right now. As long as I was playing at post, Idaloo never beat us. Did, Did y'all play him? Every year. <laughs> really? Beat him like a tied up mule most years. Did, Did you really? really? Yeah. And Tracy was on the team? Yeah. He was? Mm-hmm. He was a nobody at Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, was he like a year younger? He was a year younger. Year younger. He was okay. a year younger. He's a nobody. No, Tracy was a heck of a player. He was we a- had some battles with those guys. Well, did you know it at the time that this guy's special? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah well, we could- would see Tracy. We would go to, like, Idaloo and play a 
seventh grade basketball game on a Tuesday night, and he was that little boy at halftime. He was out there shooting three pointers, and I'm like, that kid. "Who's that? Little, is that a sixth grader? <laughs> yeah, what's his name? That's Tracy Saw. We knew he was coming. Yeah. We knew he yeah. was coming from. He was a better basketball player than football. He was a, maybe he was a dang good basketball player. He, he was. Now, did he ever come over to post and and? Drives. Try and hit on Thelma Lou. Yeah, there was a few Adelie <laughs> boys, but we got along with them pretty good. We'd go up there and check out their girls, and they'd come to post and check out our girls. But you had to be willing to fight if you did that. Sure. Okay. Sure. All right. Sure. <laughs> All right. No, we got along good with the I Adelie think I just guys. have to stick to the girls in my town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, close. that's cute enough. And hope for movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and then you played for Spike and uh, – let it all four years. Hey, real quickly, Spike, you got a special kinship? Did you have a special kinship with him? Oh, I would think so. Yes, yes. You know, I ran into I ran into Rick the other day at a local restaurant, and we sat there and shared old stories. And God, what a great man he was! What a great man! I'll tell you, I told Rick this story, and my dad was there. My dad and Rick and I got to eat lunch together pretty much a couple of weeks ago, but. uh no, we're just going to get that where we can see oh, your face. Okay. You're a, a fine-looking man, and we want the women to see we're you. A, I was a freshman at Tech my, the year that I was a special teams. I was basically on all special teams, didn't get to start. Uh, Stefan Weatherspoon oh. was uh, starting in front of me, and he was a heck of a lot better than I ever thought about being. But um, So we were playing SMU the first year after uh, um, the death penalty, and they had a bunch of freshmen and <laughs> Good sophomore. time to play on. Freshmen and sophomores. <laughs> Perfect. And we had James Gray, of course, in our offensive line, a bunch of all-conference type guys. And uh, anyway, we get up enough on them that that I think I finally get to go in in the start of the fourth quarter. You know, we're beating them fifty something to three or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I'm playing linebacker, and their quarterback throws the ball and it gets tipped, and I mess around and lands in my hands and got me an interception so I come running up our sidelines and I get tackled and I stood up and I spun the ball and oh. I can't remember if I shot it with my pistols or you know I'm a freshman I don't ever see the field and I'm so excited I got my first interception and the first thing I see is two two hands grabbing my face mask and Spike said don't you ever do that again son he goes there's not enough mustard in Garza County to cover your hot dog butt <laughs> I don't think he said but, but he yeah. got the point across. That's so good. And I think I'll, I remember that. I'll never, I was never so embarrassed. We were so excited for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Finally got an interception. And then, you were number 47? Yes, sir. Yeah. And Spike ruined it for me. He did. He <laughs> ruined it for Your me. celebration. <laughs> he taught me a lesson, though. Quit being yeah. a showboat. I never did that again, I promise yeah. you. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good lesson. I, never I wish more people had that mm, lesson. Mm. Yeah, that's super. All right, we've got uh, Ben Kirkpatrick here. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.